0: Four seven two one, good. 721, left, intercept the final bearing 222. RCLA Nation version 2.0. I am in this is episode 21,
1: plus 200. See what I did there? Minus, Minus 15. Can you explain it?
0: No. I, if, I, if I have to explain it, Jesse, it's not Hold worth on, my Let me time. get a pen and paper. You got a pen and paper? You want to figure that out real quick? <laughs> yeah. Whip out the calculator, the scientific mm-hmm. calculator with pen protector on your pocket and all that good shit. You got it. Yeah, sweet. So everybody's here Nick, Justin, Jesse. Say hi, guys. Yeah. Yep. So I was gone last week.
2: hmm You
0: were, dude. We I was gone. Yeah.
3: What is it <laughs> did, that you were you, doing?
0: Well, I went down to Yellowstone for some work and a little bit of playing. You're you never gonna believe what I did. A little bit in of Yellowstone
2: playing? Playing.
0: Okay. For fuck's sake.
2: Annunciate.
0: I don't want to enunciate. He's from Montana. Guess what I did down Mile there? You guys will Tanner. never believe it. <laughs> what, what did you do, Dad? I'm not. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Seriously, I went snowmobiling.
2: Oh, oh really? nice, oh, really? dude.
1: Yeah, they did have. You these... take it off any uh, sweet
0: jumps? No. <laughs> no. Uh, they have these amazingly like awesome trails, like hundreds of miles of them, and they were super easy. I was very happy. Uh, had a good time. I was a little anxious because bumps don't do well on my back, but they weren't bumpy, and it was a lot of fun. Nice. Somebody did die the day before I got there. Hit a tree.
3: Usually frowned upon.
0: Yeah, it's not... Uh, Ouch. Yeah, it's not good. Mm. But uh, we had a good time. The whole crew went down, and we rented snowmobiles, and... Um, for a day, we just played out down there. It was a lot of fun. Nice. But aside from that, I've been building some helis, man. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Been building an Oxy. You know, one of the things that I have always hated about small helicopters, especially the Align or 50, was how much of a pain in the ass it was to work on. Right? Uh-huh. Not this one. Everything's open. It's super easy to work on. And I'm pretty impressed with it. It's teeny. It's little, little,
1: but
2: it's already getting to go. discouraged as you spend more time with it. Like, you know, why did I do this? This is stupid. not at all. Quite really? the opposite. You're excited. Yeah. Really?
0: yeah, I'm excited to fly okay. it. I, it. I I was wondering, I was trying to decide if I wanted to go with um, an icon with it or, you know, and then have to bust out the Futaba or do I want to maybe switch it to a V bar? Right, So I actually sold an Icon and immediately bought a mini V-bar with Pro on it. Oh, there you go. I haven't. I think it's at the post office. I have not had a chance because when I leave for work, post office is not quite open. And, of course, they got banker's hours and they're gone long before I get home. So I've not had a chance to go get it. It's kind of looking like that won't happen till Saturday. But uh, it should be waiting for me in the post office. It was, it's been, dude, there's not a lot of parts to it. It's pretty easy to build. It's, it's a small little easy. It's the way the, you know, it's, you know, the direct to swash shit that they have now, that, that three servo kind of everything's on the outside design. Yep. You know, you don't have to tuck mm-hmm. anything in not inside the frames or anything like that. So
2: it's, um, it's coming along pretty well. And then of course, how does it feel like structurally, Dan? I mean, is it is it super thin ass carbon fiber?
0: It is, but yeah.
2: it you know, it I don't know, it's small and
0: light. I, I it feels just like any other small little shitty helicopter, you know? Uh the tail is the, the boom is like that uh I don't know, it's like an oval shape, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh so it's got the one piece and uh, of course that tail is really easy to set up. It's just bolts right onto the clamp. Uh, belt little belted heli, and I'm, you know, I've, I've not had a lot of belted heli experience, so we're going to see how that goes, but um, looking forward to it. Should have it, hopefully, if I can get the, if I can pick it up on Friday, and then I can get Nick to set aside some time, because, I don't know, do we have to do anything to that, Nick? I don't know anything about that
3: People bar stuff. Yeah, heli. you need to get it registered.
0: Yeah. So we'll get all that figured out. And then the, the gasser. Building that thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the instructions that are available to us, for those of you who get this conversion, it kind of starts with a fully, you know, it starts with a donor helicopter that's basically assembled. But I'm starting with, you know, a new heli that's still in the box. And it's a little confusing. It's a little, you got to really kind of pay close attention to what's happening because, you know, you build it in a different I guess, order than you would otherwise because you're disassembling a helicopter and then putting on your conversion parts and then putting it back together. Well, this you're kind of trying to build it and keep track of where you are so you can switch out this, that, and the other for the conversion. It's going pretty good. Pretty excited about it. That um, that I hope to have done. I'm hoping to, I've been working on it pretty much every night for the last few nights. I'm thinking that uh, mid next week should be ready to roll.
3: Nice man. Nice, sweet. Yeah,
0: it's going to weather, dude. That conversion, the machining. I was like, yeah, it doesn't doesn't look real good. I guess it could be more polished, but man, is it spot on. The tolerances are just super close.
3: Well, that's what matters. Yeah,
0: yeah. So it's uh, it's coming together pretty good, and uh, still working in the little trailer. Love it. Weather is just, I don't know what's going on. Fifty degrees in February. A strange. It's That's strange for this El part of the wood. El Nino. I suppose, man, but it's been That's like raining. What they keep and saying, dude, it's got to come back. Winter's got to come back. It's teasing us. It'll be back.
2: I mean, oh, it absolutely, it will. Yes. So I got. I want to
0: get hurry up and get some shit flying to take advantage of some of this weather. But um, one cool thing that did happen just the other day, you guys re- might remember. A long time ago, we gave away that progressive case. That charging case a long time ago yep. to that crash crash contest? Uh-huh. Yeah, well, yeah. R- Russ Winder won that. And uh, he was passing through uh, my neck of the woods, and he gave me a email. And uh, we went out and had dinner. It was kind of fun to hang out, talk shop a little bit. So thanks, Russ, for stopping by. And by the way, he bought me dinner, guys. How sweet is that? Sweet. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Score. That was so, nice. Yeah, we had a we had a good time. I, to be honest with you, I he, he started talking about that crash contest, and I was like, I was I was like, what? It wasn't it wasn't connecting. I didn't I didn't <laughs> you know I didn't remember it. And then all of a sudden, it clicked, and I was like, oh shit, that was you. Okay, cool. <laughs> so he still has it. So building the goblin, loving the weather. Got to try out the new uh, toy hauler trailer over the weekend.
1: That was a lot of fun. How did it work?
0: Kidding me. Couldn't use the water because, you know, they still got like 25 feet of snow and, you know, 20 degrees down there. But, um. Did you use your water? I just used, no, I just used electricity and I bottled water. They had showers and
3: stuff there, so. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. We just hooked up to electricity. They parked us right next to the laundry in the shower room. There was only two people in the campground, so wasn't super crowded. You your pick
1: <laughs> of the spots. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, I think I'll park here. <laughs> but no, I'm, I can't wait, man. That, that was so comfortable. That thing is going to be so awesome. That, and, uh, of course, the diesel truck just pulled it like it was nothing. So, that was pretty fun. Um, and you're set. No, oh, totally. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Just got to get some helis built. Try to get Nick to build them. He wouldn't do it. Nope. Faster. I just got all mine done. Are they all done? So, you're rocking them, huh? Got them going. Awesome. I need to get mine going. That yes, would be awesome, can. too. <laughs> it's not going to be long. I, I got to get, get this one going, and then I got to go through the other gasser and uh, decide what I'm going to do with the Forza and
3: the E700. You still got a lot of work.
0: I do. There's a lot of help. <laughs> yeah, you can keep doing No,
3: no, it's
1: not going to be long. Are we going <laughs> to well, make bets that uh, who's going to be wrenching at Othello? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, dude, that no. gasser's going to be ready to go. Uh, once the gasser's going, I'm going to pretty much focus on it, and I'm just going oh, to let, go. I'm just going to do the others as I feel like doing it. So they may not be flying for another year or two. I don't know.
2: As long as the gasser's going and it's flying. Yeah, you, dude, you just need one heli at Othello. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll have two of them going. I'll have the, well, three of them. I'll have the oxy going and most likely both gassers. I got to do break in on both. So that's going to be, it's going to take some time. You know, a gallon on each heli. That's uh that's a lot of uh proficiency practice there.
2: Oh but painful. painful. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: I am, Justin, I, I think you know this, but I am gonna go with the kerosene stuff. The lantern fuel, or whatever that Oh, is.
2: the Coleman? Nice. Yeah. What so yeah. what caused you to go in that direction?
0: Uh you know, I just I just assumed Incorrectly, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, Carrie informs me that I just assume since the gasoline was a higher octane, it would just give you more punch. But uh, it's a lower compression motor, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So yeah, and um, it's not that expensive, and it is cleaner. So what the hell? And I do believe I can get the flavor, the smell, shit for it. Right? Can't you put some additive in there? Um,
2: Yeah, I think you can. If that's I mean, what you want to do, but dude bananas? hot dogs if you're are pretty into that sort of bad thing. ass cotton
0: candy, right? <laughs> I, I mean you want can to
2: do that with nitro. I don't know, can you do
0: it with Oh, I didn't I I thought it was in uh oh I didn't I haven't looked into it. I just I just assumed, I guess, that it was the uh the Coleman stuff you can do that with, but you can do that with nitro too, huh? Oh, yeah, dude. Dan, You
1: just you just mix up there, like a big batch of Kool Aid and mix it fifty fifty with. Oh, is water. that what you do?
0: guys <laughs> yeah. that my sugar free
2: feel... or should I use the sugar? No, candy? no,
1: lots of sugar,
2: lots of sugar. <laughs> there are guys at my field that fly their nitros with that shit, and it. They've See, got I don't like understand that blueberry and grape no, no. and just crazy stuff.
0: I don't get that because nitro burning nitro is probably awesome. one of the best smelling. That's awesome. Yes, I don't know it why is, you would want to dude. mask that.
3: You the don't flying fruit salad. You <laughs> don't.
0: <laughs> why does your helicopter smell like popcorn jelly beans? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna, I don't know. I'm gonna look into it just for giggles. So when I go to, when I go to a fun fly, I can just hover it right out in front of Nick and let him enjoy that odoriferous emanation. Of,
2: I don't mind the, that, dude. That was an awesome, like, little description there. Odoriferous emanation. emanation.
0: I'm gonna get the fart smell. I bet you can find that somewhere. It smell like farts.
2: That'll be great. Yeah, all you have to do, you <laughs> just shit in your tank of Coleman.
3: <laughs> then it'll sound bad and smell bad. <laughs>
2: then it'll run like shit. I
0: had to go there, Nick. It was, the door was opened and I walked through it. That's all there is to it. Mm. -hmm. So did I, I sold a, an icon. I've not bought anything heli related other than that, uh, mini V bar, but that was last week at some point. It should be there. And, uh, I've got a lot of people asking me if I'm going to sell to the the oxy already. Uh, be sure. Really? Event, like, Why? Emails. If you don't like it, uh, give me a call. <laughs> I'll take it off your hands. I guess people are just assuming that I'm just not going to like it at all and want to get rid of it immediately.
2: <laughs> no, nah, dude. I I think you're going to do exactly what the rest of us have done. You're going to fly it. I. So actually, you know what? I'm going to make a prediction. You're going to fly it. You're going to like it a lot because of its convenience and the fact that, you know, despite that it's no different than any other heli, you perceive that it's easier to go out and fly with it. Then mm-hmm. you're going to buy a Goblin 380. No. Yes. Mm-hmm. No. And, and Jesse will have a Goblin 380 before the end oh of the year, too. Goodness. I already predicted that. How much that, do you Jesse? want to bet on this? Jesse. <laughs> Nick? money in the Nick, bank. <laughs> this is your this is your duty, man. What? You need these guys to have Goblin 380s so that they recognize the skill. It has nothing to do with Goblin. No. Nope. I couldn't care less. Call it a whatever 380. They need that size of
3: helicopter. It's freaking awesome. I Jesse, you love. know you go buy one, buy
2: another Warp if you don't want to buy a Goblin. I don't care. Eh, I don't well, why would I want to
0: do that bad. if I already have an Oxy then?
2: Because I mean, the Oxy is a 280, just, dude, or 285.
0: Just, just too small, you think? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I I guess I'm not going to rule it out, but I don't see it. I don't see owning an electric goblin. I just don't see it. Why do you say the, that?
3: The, the
2: 380 oh, you know is completely oh, Okay, different. stop, stop, stop. Did you? Stop. Just go ahead and repeat that again. Stop. I don't see owning an
0: electric goblin. Didn't he
2: say that about goblins in general? Yeah, but there's
0: the goblin gasser is a completely different beast. It's a completely different beast.
2: Okay. Explain the V control then.
0: Uh, Like I like I told you when I got it, there, there is no rational explanation. But I don't need one, two, three, four, five, six helicopters. That's blasphemy. I don't do need You have that six helicopter. helicopters? I would if I bought a Goblin. 380.
2: Well, get rid of one of the others, dude. I think.
0: Let's do this. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, so we've got Let's it. we've got a Nitro 700. We've got a two Goblin Gassers. So then we've got Forza. And we've got an E700. And not, I'm not even counting the... The Raptor 30 and the Vibe, which basically are probably never going to fly. Yeah, the Raptor 30 might fly again. But, yeah. So, that would be six. Don't need it. Don't need that many.
1: Dang. Nah, man. No?
0: Maybe I'll buy a Planker. Do it. Buy a Plank. Buy a phone, I've done that buy before.
1: A, buy a plank or buy a Planker.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'll buy the female variety. I can go across overseas and get that.
2: What about what about a what about a drone? I've got a couple mm. of those already.
0: I I've got those already. I don't need any more of those.
2: All and right. And
0: I've given up on the whole multi rotor drone nomenclature. I just the
1: you know war is lost. Yeah, it's lost.
0: It's over. There's no, there's no coming back from it. It's a drone, live with it. <sighs> Unfortunately. Oh Yeah.
3: Exciting week, right? Yeah. Very. I think it's fair to say that we all love a good deal, but why is it that whenever I need to order parts, I can't find a coupon code or a sale on what I actually need. Well, that's why I shop at Lower Heli. They simply have the lowest prices all the time. From my personal favorites like SAB, Hobbywing, and now V-Control, to Align, Pulse, tons of other brands, and even a great selection of FPV equipment. So stop wasting your time chasing discount codes and weekend sales. Head on over to Lower Heli to get what you need when you need it.
4: That's www.lowerheli.com for the lowest everyday prices.
3: Fly? A helicopter? Yes. Always. Okay, from here oh, on out, it's always going to mean given. helicopter. Dude. Every time. No matter what. Period. End of story. I'm not, always going to be. For you, maybe. I'll claim my multi-rotor flying.
0: don't judge me
1: <laughs> too late.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I did not fly helies. I don't have anything. Well, the force is ready to go I guess No excuses there, but, uh, no, I will soon. It'll happen. It's going to happen. All right. 15. All right. I've got another little something Nick said to me the other day that got me thinking. Um, I've got a goal. For fun flies this year. As you guys know, I don't particularly fly a lot at fun flies, right? My goal this year is to get a minimum of 10 flights at each fun fly. There you go.
2: That's a good goal. I feel that's extremely realistic and reachable. I think that's incredibly reasonable.
3: Yeah, especially because you usually get there a little bit earlier. Yeah, I'm going to definitely take
0: advantage of that. I'll get them all done before anyone shows up. I got in 12.
2: Dude, (laughs) Othello is only like 82 days away.
0: Only 82 days away? Yeah. Ugh. I guess it's going to be here before we know it, but it feels like it's a lifetime away.
2: Yeah, I know.
0: Because we're right at that time, especially when the weather does this. Like, I don't know what it's been going for you guys, but man, it's been so nice over here. And then... I'm going to wake up one of these mornings and there's going to be two feet of snow on the ground and it's going to be way below zero.
3: again. Hey, over here, that would mean that it quit raining, which would be great, which would be awesome.
2: Yeah, but it happens this way every year. And that is we bitch and whine about the winter and we're not flying yet. Othello shows up out of nowhere. And then the next week we get back from Othello and I realize, oh, shit. The season is upon us. I am not prepared.
3: You're never prepared. That is <laughs> <Ever>. not true. <laughs> Maybe for Urcha, when you get there the morning of. No. <clears throat> this is offensive.
2: <laughs> <laughs> then it's the truth. Good comeback. I, you know what, Nick? <laughs> I am... I am sure. <laughs> always prepared for the level of preparation that I currently have. Indeed, you are.
3: Mm-hmm. And on that note, who's next? Uh, I'll go. All right. I did fly because I still do that. What's what
0: is this flying you speak of?
3: Yeah, exactly. I've been uh, flying the three eighty. Idle. What? Yeah. The three eighty. It's 380. awesome. Love it. Been flying that. I only got it out a couple days at lunch. Um, still need to get some more packs, but. I you guys, in
1: your lunch flying,
3: yeah, it's awesome. It's great. When's time hey. for a lunch
0: break at work?
3: I'll wait until yeah. you. Glass half empty, fools. are uh,
1: done. Oh no, your, it's just, it's physically it's not possible. That's all I was saying. I'm jealous.
0: Yeah,
3: so I did, and it was great, and I enjoyed it. I've continued, I just actually put out uh, another video, so this is Thursday night, I put out another video on an update to, we were talking about pack degradation, and I, I, uh, the first one that I did on the Mikado UI sensor, I just threw out some quick, like, I think I even said in there, hey, I'm going to do some more research on this, but I want to get some values plugged in here, well, Justin and I had a pretty good discussion the other night, um, And went back and and looked at an email that I got um, from the guys from Mikado. And then I compared that with some of the data that I have on my own personal packs and just kind of hip shot on everything. And came up with some some pretty good values uh, to plug in there. And so what it is is we were discussing how quickly do packs degrade over time. And that's Mm -hmm. one part of it. uh, Which... Wow, looking at the actual charts, even after I got off the phone with Justin, I did a little more digging. Oh, dude. I mean, I'm feeling really foolish for not being better <laughs> about putting my batteries in storage charge.
1: I told you, dude. Basically throwing money away.
3: It it really is. It's taking a $150 pack and just... I mean, you might as well spend $200 on it. That's how bad it is.
0: Well, wait a minute. So... Are you talking about like a like a week or a day? Uh, in other words, are you letting them sit for a long long time or can I let them sit for 2 days? Well,
3: so that's the thing. It kind of doesn't really matter.
0: Seriously. Yeah, it
3: because does. I mean, sitting is is sitting. You know what I mean? So it's, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's bad, and I'm going to do it. Basically, whenever I am not flying, they will be at storage charge.
2: Dan, if you keep it charged at room temperature, you lose about one5 to 2% of your capacity per month. I'm okay with that. Maybe? No? 20% in a year. I don't, that means a 5,000 5, turns into a 4,000 yeah. after a year,
3: in wow. one year.
0: So what you're saying is my OptiPower sticks are shitty now. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> no, I think that's the realization Nick They're
0: had. at storage charge in a refrigerator, so they're all right. right?
2: Oh, yeah. okay. Well, that's much better.
3: Yep. And that's the other part of it, too, is keep keeping them out of the heat hmm That's real bad, which I am really bad at. You know, throwing them in the back of the truck in the middle of the summer, and you go out there and open the door. It's like, whoo, it's hotter than shit in here. Yeah, well, guess what? So are your batteries, dummy.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So, yeah, it was cool looking into that. Um, so I came up with some values there to put in for um, for that. And then, you know, looking at this. The degradation or the amount of, you know, basically milliamps that you're losing per flight, that one is way more of a variable. It's just really difficult to figure because, you know, like Justin and I were talking about, okay, if you're doing pilot proficiency hovering level one on your packs, that's nothing in comparison to doing like speed flying i mean the amount of stress that you're going to put on them speed flying and how much they're de- going to degrade per flight is just
1: it's astronomically different yeah a whole different ballgame it's a yeah. strong
2: function of how you fly your packs how you discharge them
1: yeah yeah and honestly i mean you're just you're probably just gonna have to monitor a couple sets of packs from brand new to end of life basically ah
3: so okay. It tracks so i i used the information from mikado kind of what i saw on mine and, and a hip shot and i came up with mm-hmm. a percentage to figure um for mine um that i'm gonna put in there because i want something in there to start right i mean just something i gotta have something in there um because anything is better than nothing i mean even if it's too high oh darn it was easier on my batteries than I thought. I mean, not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. So then what I'm going to do, and Jesse, you you really hit it on the head there. I looked back, and I was messing with my bump controller, and hey, what do you know, right there on the screen, is an option for figuring pack capacity. So it will cycle the batteries themselves, and it will tell you the capacity of your packs. Now, Justin brought up a good point. And this goes back to originally what I was talking about, which there is figuring them with the charger, and then there's actually figuring them out per your flying style. They're two completely different things. So you don't want to take year-old packs and go, oh, okay, sweet. Throw them on the charger, it comes up with 4,400 mill amp, and you're like, okay, good to go, sweet, 4,400s. No, not so much, because... That's at the rate that the charger is doing it at. That's nothing in comparison to how you're actually flying. So where that's really useful, though, is just like you say it, Jesse, getting some new packs, doing the doing the measurement on there, and then maybe every twenty flights, and a certain amount of time period, rechecking them, and then using that data, like over the next year, to come up with a you know, to come up with a solid figure. And if you did that on all, all of your new packs, you could really dial in, you know, um, your own personal, you know, per heli, because it's also going to depend on per heli. Like you might have a six S five fifty that's really hard on packs Mm -hmm. and you might have, you know, your 700 might be all low head speed stuff. So that's not, but it's just good to know that it's there. And I thought that it was really cool. Um, that the charger had that like all built into it too.
1: Yeah, I would say the only variable that you kind of missed as well is the <laughs> don't forget batteries from batch to batch. Brand oh, to brand. Yeah, yeah. I mean how fast you know. they degrade is gonna be
3: <laughs> So I mean, the whole figuring battery thing in general oh, is it's just a, a joke. I mean the it best really is.
2: you can do is be Rigorous and scientific about your battery sets and how yeah, you mm-hmm. fly them and how they degrade yep. over the life that you run them through, trying to do a reasonable comparison to like the four of us or any two or three people is just completely it's it's not it's not useful it's not no, easy to do
3: and you really will i mean i'm you know I'm thinking about it now. how awesome is it to get an extra 50 cycles out of a bag. That's
0: that's what I was just going to ask you is I mean um is is this is this just something
3: else to kind of
0: geek out over or well, is this something that's necessary I think I mean, that
3: really depends I think that 100% depends on you and your habits right now right um I don't think in any way shape or form anything negative will happen from it so, like, okay, let's say right now you're super conservative, okay? So you are a, you know, you set your timer. You're always coming in, you know, landing. You're only putting uh, 70% back in between 60 to 70 every flight. Like, uh, because you're just, and you're, you're a 1C charge guy. I mean, they're always at storage. You always keep them cool. You, you do everything that you can. Mm-hmm. You The only thing that you're going to gain by this using, like, you know, going to a a current sensor and doing all of this stuff, you're going to gain our our most precious thing, flight time.
0: Flight time, right.
3: Yeah, you're going to gain flight time because if you now trust in your system because your information is accurate, because you took it yourself so you know that it's accurate, and you trust your gear, you're going to be willing to kind of, you know, let go of that, that worry a little bit, and you're going to end up with more stick time, which at the end of the year is awesome. I mean, even if you're going from a, uh, even if you're super conservative and you go from a five-minute flight time to a six-minute flight time, over the course of a year, that can be those pyro flips that you've been fighting with. You know what I mean? I mean, it really can make a big difference. Now someone like me, huh, I'm going to benefit massively. Because I am horrible. I am basically every bad habit all rolled up into one. I over discharge my packs. (laughs) I am really bad about warming them up when it's cold. I'm horrible about storing them. I mean, I do everything horrible. So for someone like me, you know what that all tells me, dude? What?
2: You like to spend money. On batteries. Well,
3: you know, it's funny. No, I I despise it. It's my most unliked thing of the entire hobby. I hate buying batteries. I milk mine out, and I just, I hate buying it. So, it, I mean, this is really like, everything that I'm saying makes no sense. Like, well, if you hate it, why aren't you better about it? Because, you know, the rush, the hustle and bustle, the talking, the chit-chatting, the everything else, it's just not something that I have put a lot of effort into because I'm always concentrated on something else. Well, that's where systems like these, and and I mean, I'm not just bitching like the V-Control deal. I I mean, jetties, all of them are getting to where they have it. Even the Futaba with that e-fuel gauge, you know, something. Get something in there and start doing this more. And the cool part is you can kind of really start seeing what your batteries are actually doing. And then you'll know for yourself, not just because, you know, your three buddies say pulse is the best or OptiPower is the best. Find out what works good for you. Maybe you're overspending, you know? Maybe you're buying, spending money on batteries that you don't need to be because you'd be perfectly happy getting something else that's a little bit cheaper, but you think that you need the best, or vice versa. Maybe that those packs that you thought were great are really coming in like, wow, this is bad. And if you're hearing other people are having good luck with the other stuff, maybe a switch is in order. So, true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think this is really this one has piqued my interest kind of like you know how it seems like in the spring I always find like my thing to nerd out. You know what I mean? You find that thing that kind of really captures your interest and it's it's kinda like your little nerd deal for the year. I feel like this is this is gonna be it. Uh I'm kinda out of a out of the flybarless tuning phase. Uh, that I was in, and, and I feel like I really like the telemetry and uh, the mostly just the battery and maximizing that sort of a thing, maximizing my flight time per flight. Hmm.
4: Hmm.
3: Other than that, uh, I think that's really – I got all the rest of my, uh, my bomb stickers, so I'll be putting those on everything. How big are those? Oh, uh, they're little, dude. But like the size of a nickel, like a quarter, uh, I would say in between a nickel and a quarter. Yeah. Yep. Got it updated to version one point four, which is cool. They had some updates in there, which by the way does give manual control. So, that I'm glad. It's really cool to see that they're listening. So you don't you can actually use the bump controller without having a sticker. Kind of like a regular charger if you need to. Nice. Nice.
0: Yep. See? wrap-up? Yeah.
2: Go, nice. Have you made the switch yet? Well, if you haven't, then you need to get on the ball. Brought to you by Burt Kammerer of BK Designs, switch rotor blades are the perfect way to complete that perfect heli setup. From 250 to 800 class blades in precision and aggressive 3D versions, and with tail blades and night blades too, switch blades give you a large variety of options to get your heli flying the way you want to. Head over to www.bkdesignsllc.com, give them a try today, and I'm sure you'll make the switch.
1: not fly so you know, bringing it down a notch from nick obviously we can't all be at that level so <laughs> did not get out there and fly fight in the rain blah 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 excuses whatever uh, this has actually been a pretty slow week for me um, as far as wrenching goes you know I'm working on helis everything is hanging up on the wall 100 percent programmed built fixed cleaned even you know went through clean the nitro I think last week early this week and so really just waiting for the weather to break and get out there and fly which it looks like it might be doing this Saturday so fingers crossed hopefully um, but in addition to that I was kind of looking through um, my heli I don't know supplies and batteries and just thinking you know we were mentioning Othello and fun flies and the season kicking off and I am definitely going to be due for some batteries before the season kicks off. And Nick, much like you, well, like you in one respect, I really hate spending money on batteries. But unlike you in the other aspect, I try to really take care of my batteries. Yeah. <laughs> All of mine are sitting at storage, you know, and continuously try to keep them cool at storage. Um, always discharge them if I either, you know, thought I was going out to the field and I didn't end up going to the field. Or I try to plan it out where, eh, you know, I'm thinking maybe three, four more flights and then kind of do a little short flight um, on those last couple just to bring those down at storage or, you know, just make sure they're they're in that general voltage. But from the little bit of research I was doing this last week, what a, I don't know, not disaster, but what is out there anymore for batteries? Literally all I saw people basically flying now is pulses and opti-powers. Yeah. Is there anything else out there? Nanos, man. Come on. But I actually wrote, I wrote that down in my notes I said dare I even say turniges and yeah, I did dude. Price, I did price check Turnages. Unfortunately, they're really not all that much cheaper unless you go back to like the original line, the blue, you know.
2: Well, so here's the deal, dude. They're but, not all that much cheaper, but I think it's because they've actually come up to speed on the technology.
1: Even sorry which line of Ternergy? because they have their they they have like three or four different lines now the the spec
2: nanotechs seem to have mm-hmm. a lot of really good reports on them, and the okay. few uh the few i r measurements that I've seen people post online on forums and stuff they're mm-hmm. in line with all the other batteries you know they're thirty thirty five c huh
1: what's. <laughs> So funny is this could really come full circle. I mean, literally right where I started in the hobby.
2: Well, yeah. (laughs) Because
1: first set of packs I think I ever had, the blue Turnagees. And then I remember the 6HV Ultimate had some nanotechs. And, yeah, wouldn't that be? (laughs) I I feel like there's still
2: sort of a a stigma surrounding them for the people who've been around Mm -hmm. long enough to see how they've evolved. And so every time I look at a set of Turnagees, Uh, The only reason I decide not to get one is because I feel like it's that brand. And, you know, the whole the recent Hobby King supporting burning down the forest with a drone flamethrower thing, you know, that deal. But not because I think it's going to be a Mm -hmm. bad quality pack.
1: Yeah. Well, and I wonder if you can get those in the U.S. warehouse as well. Because then you don't have the shipping you can, costs, some here them. in just a few days. The other option yeah. is the Rev Electrics.
3: Yeah, and I actually had yeah, someone write those. We had someone write um, write us about that, and I kind of, I mean, it's unfortunate, but I kind of had to nip it in the butt because I mean, Justin's the only one that's tried them, and it's only one set of packs, so it's like a really crappy data point to go mm-hmm. off of. But, oh, it's a
2: crappy data point, all right.
3: <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I feel like I would almost like to try a pair to give them a shot for myself and try. But again, there's,
1: you know, there's three different blends of them. They're, I mean, that's a th- it's a three or two hundred seventy five dollar gamble. <laughs>
3: I know, and they're all the it's, same. That's just what sucks. See, that's the thing. They're all about the same price. So, yep. uh, Progressive, they're actually phasing out the Spider line, mm-hmm. and they're bringing in Gen Z's. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at a 6S six S five thousand sixty C from Gen Z's one fifty. Okay, so cool. hundred and fifty, uh, Pulse. You're right around the same one. What is it one?
1: I think the stick pack was like two eighty. Yes,
3: yeah, so I think they're like one forty for the forty five C one. Um yeah. right around the same price for the thirty C of the OptiPower stick pack, you know yeah. or single pack. So they're they're all like really cl- close in price. And there's there's I think there's more brands out there than we than we think about, but you you know, it's like you try something, you get that bad taste in your mouth like i don't know it's just hard to want to go try it again but as we all know god even the good ones are hard to be consistent so mm-hmm. who's to say that you know once again brand x that was bad last year but was good three years ago are they going to be good again cyclical i don't know
1: yeah well i definitely need to do a little bit more look and i did forget about rev electrics um Semi kidding when I brought up Turnages, but hey, who knows? Um, definitely gonna need some more Paxo because right now I'm just I'm sitting with a set of uh, Opti Powers, and so luckily you know with the Nitro and the huge giant freaking receiver pack, it's not a big deal because I can <laughs> almost do you know two to one or however long it takes to charge the Opti Power pack, and so not a huge deal just for you know out at the field and especially if there's someone else there, but. Man, it's, it sure is nice to have 2 to 3 flight packs. Uh, you know what I wish helicopter. I had the money
3: to do? I wish that I had the money to take and do a set of each all year. I mean all year. Now. Not not a 50 flight review or something like that. I mean all the way till death do us part. Proper storage, same machine, constant rotation. All that. Put them all. How yeah, cool well, would that be? One pack for on each par. brand. Yep. Same size concept or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. That'd be I'd so try to get cool. Similar
1: C ratings and similar.
3: It'd be like, <laughs> it'd be like 14 or 1500 bucks. I mean, it's not, it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, but dude,
1: it, I say you go for it and then let us all know. And yeah. Then let y'all know.
3: I, I, Please. I do. I mean, I, I feel like, Everyone wishes they could do that. Oh yeah. Maybe
1: not Justin. But then then the the problem is that, like you're well, saying.
2: But that's kind of kind of what I do is you I mean yeah. you have to buy a bunch of different packs to figure out what makes sense and to top it all off like Jesse was saying the variability is so high even with you know from lot to lot within a given brand. That yeah. six months from now, I may not have the same pack quality that uh, that I had, you know, today. So the strategy is find a set through testing that works. Buy two more sets and put them in the freezer. And those yeah. are competition packs, bitches.
3: Yeah, no, that's I mean that's, that's fair. Good point. That's a very very good point.
0: My biggest dilemma is: do I buy the Coleman from Walmart or from Kmart?
1: Walmart, Walmart, Coleman.
0: You just never know with consistency on that.
1: Yeah, it could be it's, horrible.
0: Could be give or take. Just might as well throw fourteen dollars down the down the drain.
1: <laughs> so, other than that, I did. And this is going to be surprising because it's been a few weeks. I did hit the sim a couple nights this week. Oh, jeez. And this is mostly out of fear. We're losing every skill that I've learned up to this point. (laughs) I love that. So now I'm simming out of fear of only being able to hover at Othello. (laughs) No, I, I, you know, nothing crazy. Just, you know, got back on there. And I really want, I'm, I'm trying to set a couple goals before Othello. Now, like, you know, you were saying 80 some days before the fun fly. And so I was really trying to clean up left pyro flips. Those were something I was becoming proficient at um, and comfortable with and doing the pyro flip reversal. So trying to clean those up. And then something else I was really focusing on was left rudder. Um, I still have just a huge right rudder bias. And I figured, you know, what better time it's been? You know, in my mind, I kind of feel like I've hit this big reset button for flying. Now, a lot of stuff, you know, I can't even hardly remember last time. It's probably been three weeks now. A lot of stuff does start coming back quickly, but I'm still kind of, you know, it's going to take a few weeks, months to get back into the swing of things of consistent flying. So in my mind, I'm kind of like at this beginning stage where I have this opportunity to, you know, potentially make an impact, get back to the basics. So I was really pushing left rudder stuff on the sim, and I'm hoping I can carry that through to real flying as well and as I rebuild and relearn and get back to where I was, um, try to make that more of a habit as I claw my way out of this pit. <laughs> so, other than that, not a whole lot going on this week. So, I'm really hoping the weather, right now it's calling for 10% chance of rain Saturday. So, if that is the case, how will we fly? I think it's clear that within this past year, Rev-Electrics is taking battery charging to a whole new level. Within the last year, we have seen the all-new bump charging system announced, and the release of the GT500 charger. The bump charger is something that no one has ever done or seen before. The list of features includes a complete touchscreen interface, charger setup with just the bump of a battery, and V-Bar battery ID integration for all you V-Bar fans out there. So, for more information, be sure to check out Revelectrics.com. That
2: leaves you, Justin. That leaves me... I, I'm going to take a no-fly to start. Uh, work has not changed. It's just gotten crazier, if you can believe that. I don't... It's... Working 70 hours a week sucks. How about that? Uh, And that has prevented me, uh, for the most part, from doing really anything all that much fun. Certainly not flying, because the only time I actually get to myself is very late at night. Uh, So, And we actually did have a couple of nice weather days. I don't know how the weather's treated you guys up in Bellingham this week, but like today, beautiful. First half of the day, it was like sunny out and 60. And then Tuesday, also, same exact thing. Uh, of course, even if I did decide to bring the heli with me, I can't get out because I generally don't get uh, get to t- take a lunch. So uh, it's been painful. So what have I been doing? I've been spending a lot of time messing around with projects and stuff late night, uh, you know, follow up from a couple of things that we were talking about last time. I have, well, first of all, I bashed on Nick last week for coming up with such an awesome idea with the whole video thing. Right. And as a result, I went out and bought myself a, an iPhone tripod, selfie stick deal, kind of, Similar to what I think you got, Nick, uh, you actually were patient and got yours off of Amazon. I was like, screw it. I'm going to Best Buy. I'll I'll pay pay (laughs) the 10% sales tax. (laughs) I just want to mess around with something and feel like I'm being productive. Um, So this one's actually pretty cool. I don't know if yours has the same thing, but in addition to like the little selfie stick button and, you know, you can put it on a tripod, it's got a little Bluetooth remote that comes with it. So you can actually control it remotely. So I've been messing around with that a bit. And of course, you know, the minute I mentioned that last week and on the forums, I've been getting tons of listeners sending me messages and emails saying, well, you could do this or what about a video about this? I'd really like to hear about this. So I am, I'm accumulating a list and yet I'm not going to do it yet because I feel really dirty about doing a video when I have not completed my discharger tech tip. (laughs) So uh, as you should, as I should, right? I mean, you felt that way about the trailer video. I feel that way about the tech tip. So as such, I have taken the figurative bull by the horns and begun to purchase all of the bits and pieces for Nick's, new discharger, (laughs) because as I said, I've already got mine, which is the prototype that I've been screwing around with. And I've been making little updates here and there, trying different things uh, to, um, you know, check, check out some different ideas. And now I think I'm ready to put that to practice in the design that I will use for the tech tip. So I bought a bunch of electrical components yesterday and today. Uh, the ones that are a little bit more challenging to get a hold of locally, just got them off of Amazon. They're cheap as hell, which is really nice. Uh, I've had a lot of people ask me, how much is this thing going to cost to build? And, uh, as you'll see in the tech tip, first of all, I'll, I'll give you phases of it, right? So you can choose to what extent you want to go. Um, and you can also choose how much money you want to put into it. The cheapest you could go is probably about 15 or 20 bucks and then if you want to get crazier you can get crazier. So I'll I'll start phase 1 with just the standard discharger, right? You plug a pack in, it discharges, heats up and uh you know the fans cool it and that's it. No control, no voltage monitoring, nothing. Um the next step then is Uh, Well, so the next phase of it would then be to add to it a uh, a voltage monitor that will allow you to automatically shut it off when your loaded cell voltage gets below a certain amount. And uh, we're going to go ahead and try that as well. And I've got another little secret that I'll add on there, too. Nick, you're going to get like the I'm going to use automotive terms. You're going to get the stage three discharger. Yeah. So it's going to have everything in it, but it will be a little bit more expensive which you need to pay me back for.
3: No, (laughs) okay. I'm just screwing with you. Checks in the mail.
2: It'll be a little bit more expensive than what probably most people will want, but I'm thinking you're going to like it because as you just mentioned in your section, you're starting to nerd out on the whole battery thing. I'm really getting into it. Yeah. So this, I think this will be a really kind of really cool thing for you to check out. Um, And you can then get on on the show and tell all the listeners whether it's worth it or if you should just delete that Web page from the uh, from the browser history. Uh, So that's been one thing. Uh, Next thing is pricing out the remainder of the bits on the Diablo. I'm concerned that maybe my speed controller might have a problem. Uh, I powered it up for the first time. It didn't quite do what I expected it to do, the Cosmic 200 cool. So I did what any clear thinking engineer would do. I unplugged it. I put it in a drawer and I'm going to let it sit for a couple of days and then I'll try it again. <laughs>
0: because something mm-hmm. different will happen so, the next time you play.
2: Absolutely the case. I think something different's gonna happen. No, it's <laughs> it's more of an out of sight out of mind because I don't want to have to recognize that I may have destroyed a $900 speed controller.
3: But like what did what would you have done to it? Used it? Huh? I
2: don't under, I don't understand the question. Like what did you
3: do to destroy it? Oh, I crashed it, dude. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I missed that In the that Diablo part. speed, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, remember? Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. It was that long ago. And oh, at the I know. Rate it's... in which you rebuild, <laughs> I. You have to refresh my memory a little bit. Hey, ease up off. D's nuts, dude. Because you crashed that <laughs> last
2: year. I know, and I also placed an order for a TDR2. And I'm also supposed to be getting a trailer.
3: And I'm gonna, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna, and I'm
2: I don't, gonna. I don't think we're going to see the trailer this Dan, year. Dan, I think that may be a reasonable prediction. because we be, kind of knew it all along. Between, between the TDR2 and the Diablo, we're talking... A few grand here, more than a few grand, actually. I, I get nervous when I use the word several, but it's something like that. It's several, several's, Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. But like Jesse said last week, probably by September, October. I mean, that's still this year. I may not be able to use it for the season, but it will be this year. That's sad. It is. Sad. I you know, I have to have priorities, Dan. And speed is my priority. So
0: are you telling us that you're gonna be bunking in a U-Haul trailer this year again?
2: I may. We'll see. We'll see. I got room in mind. Yeah, dude. You, you already offered room. That. I may take you up on that <laughs> if you don't mind. Yeah. Yep. Other than that, uh lots of simming, not a lot of focused simming, but I'm getting back to it. I mean, the last time I sat down on the sim, I literally was like a zombie looking at it for probably five, 10 minutes, not really making attempt to do anything, including hovering. Uh, but these last couple of times actually have been somewhat productive, getting back into the swing of things on the 3d maneuvers anxious to get out and actually just fly. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. It's it's been so long since I've had one of those days, uh, and you know, I I could go for a Saturday of decent weather with a few hours at the field to get ten or fifteen flights in.
0: Well, hey, I checked um, to make sure that my simulator was still loaded on my machine, and it is. Is it? Still Does still it there. boot so, us? Yeah.
2: I didn't get that far. Okay, so you're not sure yet whether there's an update necessary.
0: Don't I don't know? Okay, I just don't know. I, I just it just you know bring Dan, myself it, it, to it
2: is it. the thought that counts. That'll be next month.
0: So you know, one thing though, something occurred to me, and um, I now that I got the V control, I should be doing that because it hooks up seamlessly, doesn't it, Nick?
3: Yeah, you just plugged in the USB it in. cable. You know, do you I need did. an adapter.
0: Yeah.
1: Don't ask how long that took to figure out. Yeah, shut up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so does that wrap it up, Justin? Yeah, dude, that's about that's about all I have to say. <laughs> it's it's pretty shitty. Yeah. Seasons almost upon us. That that that
0: stuff's gonna be changing shortly.
3: Right? Uh, right? I hope so. Got to. Oh, it'll be here fast. I know.
0: Oh, too fast. But maybe we should go into some news. Do we have any news this week?
3: Uh, very little. But uh, Very little.
0: Excellent. Better than none. Slightly better than none.
4: This week's news is brought to you by Superiority.com
0: So what do you got for news this
3: week, man? Well, I have one news-eye item, (laughs) which is actually really cool. So uh, last week, if you guys missed it, uh, I got the DT520 review all done. And in Mm -hmm. celebration of that, Shannon over at Only Fine Helis decided that he would put it on sale. So no discount code, don't have to mess with it, nothing. Just go over to Only Fine Hellys, and they have the DT520, like with the blades and that whole deal. The one that we reviewed, they've got that one on sale for you guys. So um, what was a great deal is now an even better deal. So thanks again, Shannon, for uh, doing that. It was a very enjoyable review. have heard lots of positive feedback and, and really kind of cool because just out of the woodwork, Got that out, and all these people started popping up. Yeah, man, I'm flying mine. I love mine. Great heli. So it was fun. So thanks for that. And that is the news. That is the news. I mean, I hate No, I, I,
2: I, there's got to be more news than that, dude.
3: Well, okay, so those. I've got those, news. I, you keep going. Okay. For those of you, um, like I mentioned, for those of you with the bump controller, there is an update out for that. Uh, version 1.4 fixes some, uh, just some glitches. Um, you know, they're working through the bugs, first run sort of a thing. Um, and it also did add that manual control. So that is there. You can find that on the Revelectric's website.
1: Do you wish there was a flybarless system that could make you throw down like a pro? Well, now there is. The Spartan Vortex flybarless System is offering some of the most advanced features seen on the market today. Making sure that you'll be flying like a pro in no time. So what are you waiting for? Go and get your Vortex fly barless system today. Results may vary based on pitch, response time, age, head speed, brand of heli, time of the year, crash budget, number of friends cheering you on, size of helicopter, temperature, wind, servos, weight of heli, willingness to take risks.
4: Contact your favorite hobby shop about getting your Spartan fly barless system today. For more information, check out www bkdesignsllc.com You got this. All right, you ready for this?
2: I am ready. We have confirmation that we will be getting the same field for the RCHN4 Fun Fly this year. Oh uh, yes. Oh yeah. Nice. Now, we, we haven't quite decided on the dates, but I feel like we can do that right now. Yes, we have. September 15th through the 18th of 2016. What do we think? Make it happen. Hell yeah. Sounds like a date. All right. So, listeners, mark it down. Oh, wait, your... wait, wait, oh, wait. Oh, I'm, oh, getting, my, okay, I'm okay. getting my hair washed okay. that week. Well, you know what, dude? We will deal with your unwashed hair stench. All righty. Yeah, so we're gonna do we're gonna do the same format as we did last year. It's gonna be a Thursday through Sunday event, uh, down in uh, well, just south of Portland, Oregon, between McMinnville and Salem. Uh, we'll get you those details up on the website now that we've got some more information here. We're going to shoot for the 14th through the 8th, or 15th through the 18th again, which is the Thursday through Sunday. Dan, start burning those dates into your head, because I'm going to quiz you uh, every couple <laughs> of shows like we did last year. It's a done deal, man. And right now, I'm it's already. a 90% chance that we're actually going to get the same exact fields. Uh, now, for those of you guys who were there last year, you know, you know that means a very large north flight line, about four or 5,000 uh feet horizontal, and then a decent sized South flight line where we did the 3d Pacific, uh, Pacific Northwest 3d trials, the speed cup, a couple of other things. Um, right now, because they're still finalizing their crop rotations, they, uh, are, are not a hundred percent certain that it's going to be those fields, but they have tons of fields in that area. So, uh, just plan on showing up to the general area on the 15th and we will have a fun fly. Hell yeah. Awesome. Yeah, dude. Sweet. Did that announcement just happen in freaking just February? Yeah. February. Excellent.
3: That's how it should be. Yes. Awesome. I do have one more small item. Uh, There's, I I guess we weren't uh, overly clear. Uh, and so I had a couple people ask if I would reannounce it. Um, Hobby Wing, the code for the website is RC Heli Nation. It's that simple. They almost made it so simple it didn't even sound like a code. So if you were looking for that uh that little extra help picking yourself up one, RC Heli Nation is your code. It's so intuitive. It is. I know. It's kind of yeah. rolls right off. That's your what tongue. I mean. They made it so simple; it didn't even sound like a code. And someone was like, like "Wait, where, what's the code? Wait, yeah. I listened twice. What was the code?" And I was like, "Oh, I, I get it now. Okay, yeah." <laughs> How about you, Jesse? You got any uh, any
0: news this week?
1: No news here, Dan.
0: Huh? Neither do I have any news. Imagine that. Imagine that.
2: Well, I've got uh, some old news. Do you? Yeah. What's the old news? The website is still kicking ass and taking names. <laughs> yeah. Dude, every time I log into that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh, Love it. Yeah. Thank you, Larry. Good job, Adam. Fantastic.
4: This week's news is brought to you by superiority.com superior quality web and mobile development and design with a 100% money back guarantee that's always on schedule and budget get the most from your website from www.superiority.com or www.dudemanlarry.com not kidding check him out
2: ah uh, yeah this now it, it, it this was actually motivated by a listener by a listener email Dan. Okay. And the assumptions I'm trying to find it here, the listener was Brad Kelly. Yep. And let's see. I'll I'll just read through briefly here. Uh, I love flying helis but I just got done paying for college for two kids. Oh. Damn it. <laughs> So I don't have a ton of money to build big, high-dollar helis. I like flying and want the best equipment I can afford. Also, I want the best flying experience I can afford. As I have only been flying helis for about four years, on and off, I don't have as much experience as you guys. Here's my challenge for the RCHN team. Put together a budget build of the best heli you can assemble. uh, Put together for the best budget heli. Or put together a recipe for the best budget heli. It can be any airframe and any components. The assumptions you can make, the builder will have a decent mid range radio, not a jetty V control or high end Futaba, and the the builder will have a good battery charger. Other than that, feel free to build out what you want. Do keep in mind the overall cost as well as the cost of batteries and crashes.
3: Yep. That's a it that was a big I mean that's good a challenge. That's a good challenge because he didn't state size or end goal. He just said, "Okay, best best bang for the buck." Well, I, I'll I, go. I, go but, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I took size. Uh, size was my first thing to choose. Uh, I still believe. Um, he had mentioned that he had been flying for four years, but nowhere, you know near like hard three d or anything. But if I'm gonna recommend a do kind of like a build and cost comes into it, um for me, uh, i I have to be able to learn to auto on it. I have to. I just think that's such a skill that's awesome to have. It's fun. And it it rounds out the whole flying experience. So smallest size that I feel is reasonable, that put me in the 550 class, going back way back like the Raptor 30. Everyone learned on Raptor 30, and there was a reason, because I love that size. Um, the problem with that is there's not a lot of options. Despite it being a killer size, there's not a lot of options in that class, Um I don't care for. I just don't care for the way the Align Five Fifty flies. It's pretty hard on packs, and I don't believe that it tunes the best and in a really wide range of head speeds. So I did. I I decided to go something that I knew parts would be available for pretty much anywhere, and go for something that was going to give an extremely reliable. Um, experience and I went with uh, just the bare bones uh, Goblin 570 kit. I wanted for one heli you know if he's talking about like I'm only going to be able to afford and have one I wanted flying to be the number one priority with with budget second I didn't want him to have problems so that's why I went with that Uh, for cyclic servos I went with, um, in my opinion, oh, now quick, real quick, why not a 500? Because the 570 and the 500 share a ton of parts. So as far as component parts uh, in the kit for crashing, the 570 is very, very, very little Additional cost over a 500 and it flies way bigger and throws you into being able to, you know, learn all sorts of different autos. Uh, For servos, I chose the BK 7001s with a 7006. Tailed there, the cyclics are about 90 bucks a piece. Uh, I feel that you really can't beat these. I mean, on the market, period. They are kind of overkill for this. Uh, but they're reliable. I really didn't know of any servo reliability wise. I, I didn't. I wasn't. I didn't particularly care for speed or strength. I just didn't know of a servo that was gonna be reliable that was cheaper than that. I mean, I asked Justin. You know the uh, the MKS six sixty five six sixty nine combos. That's a great set of servos. If you could find one. You know that whole set cheaper than three seventy five. Then I would say go that route. But um, so I that's what I went. Flybarless system. I picked one or two. I picked the um, the three digi at one thirty nine or the MSH brain at one forty nine. Why did I choose those? Um, I give the edge flying wise uh, to the three digi. I give the features. Edge, uh, for ten dollars more to the brain. Brain giving you the governor and giving you a bailout. Now I don't have a lot of personal experience with the bailout. I know that three digi will be capable of it down the road, but I'm trying to judge on what it is now. So um, that one's kind of a toss-up. For a speed controller, I chose the Hobbywing 100 LV at seventy-nine bucks uh with and that has the built-in BEC um again completely reliable probably would be tough for a real high head speed smack guy that might be a little bit too small but I think for all around it would be great. Uh for a motor um I picked the Scorpion 4025 1100 They retail for 169 This would be one part of the kit that I would have no problem picking up a used one because they're so common. Mm -hmm. Uh, Batteries, I've set it at a 30C 5000 milliamp pack. All of the normal, reliable brands um, are right around the 135, 140 mark. Um, You can get down to, you know, $100 a pack for the Turnagey stuff. Um, so with uh, you know like an Opter Power 30C or a Pulse, uh, what is it, 45C? I ended up with a total all retail of 15.97. Definitely not on the budget side. Well, not on the most expensive side, but I think that what? that you I know because I have you know obviously I have this you can do anything with that that setup right there you can go straight from learning hovering to learning reversing pirou flips to learning inverted autos and not have a problem with anything yep so i felt nice. like it like if i could only have one if i could only have one helicopter to take with me forever um and i had to take costs into it this is this is what I would choose
2: sweet dude nice i i'm gonna i'm gonna jump in here and follow up with that because I do think now I will have a pretty decent middle ground so i I actually chose the same size, and it's funny you chose the the goblin five seventy Nick because that was my inspiration for this build. But I didn't want to go there because, as you pointed out, the kit is like seven hundred bucks alone, right?
3: Yeah, that was a hard one. I was like, I know, and and
2: I told myself I was not going to make a you know a super hardcore expensive setup. I wanted something that I felt you know may or may not fly as amazing as the five seventy is said to fly. And for the record, I've not flown. Uh, I have flown yours once or twice, but not with any appreciable uh, amount of time, but everyone loves them. That that has a 570. Uh, that said, I have flown that size, and that size, I agree with you completely. That is sort of the minimum size, not the 500 like an X5 or a Goblin 500, but the 550 to 600 class where you really feel like there are minimal differences overall between that and a 700 you can auto with it like you said um you it it does it does everything a little bit faster than a 700 a little bit less forgiving um but you can tune it to feel as stable and clean as a full-size 700 model and so that that's the reason why i went with that and so, you know, my thought process on this was going back through what are all the brands that I've flown and which ones made the biggest impression on me in terms of, you know, value for the money. Uh, and I started with looking at a logo because I loved my logo 500 3D. But the 500 or the 550, I think it's called the 550 SX, is still a little bit more pricey of a model. And crash-wise, I wasn't convinced it was going to make sense. So what I ultimately landed on is the Compass 550 Ultimate.
3: Ah, see, I... See, man. I... I thought about that. I mean, I was definitely looking, for the record... I was looking for more of a budget 550, right, just right. like you. But I was trying to think, like, I don't know the reliability of that one, for sure. And since right. that was more the theme with my build, I kind of had to go with what I I knew. And I also had heard that there was some parts, you know, sometimes it was hard to get parts. And I knew that that wouldn't be the problem with the 570, but I, I really like the way you're thinking.
2: Yeah. So, so here's the deal. I, all that went through my head as well. I've not, I've never, never owned uh, or flown a 550. Okay. Uh, but the reason why I ultimately settled on this one or chose, I didn't settle. I chose this one uh, very intentionally is because I did own a seven HV. I love that model. It is incredibly reliable. It's an amazing flyer and it's very, uh, reasonably priced, not just the kit, but the crash costs, it doesn't crash, uh, too bad. And you know, the standard stuff that you would break in it is generally much cheaper. I'd say probably 15, maybe 20% cheaper than say like a Goblin or, or nowadays the, the new version of the Align 550. And the reason why I was not concerned from a reliability standpoint is because you look at the design of it and you read the specs and compasses description. And in fact, in perfect compass form, they stole a lot of stuff from the six and seven HV design. In fact, the tail rotor itself, the whole tail case assembly is like 95% taken from the 7HV. And the 7HV has a freaking awesome tail system, dude. It runs the same uh, big beefy boom. Uh, It has the same uh, rubber band tensioning system, auto tensioning system for the belt. It's a belt. It's not a torque tube which to me is a big deal. And I guess, you know, the 570 shares that. And uh, the parts are just very reasonable. The other reason that I went with it is because for a total of $641, I get the airframe, I get a motor, and I get blades. Okay? So, Compass Motor, the CM40261250, So pretty much comparable, at least in terms of size class, to the Scorpion motor that you chose for the 570. Mm -hmm. Um, And Compass 550 millimeter blades. Again, I've never flown the 550s, but I love the original Compass 700 millimeter blades. And the nice thing about the 550 is if you feel like you want a little bit more floatiness, then it will support up to 570s. So you know, swap out the compass five fifties for a set of SABs or Zeals or you know whatever it is that you're interested in doing there. Next, I chose for servos, and I'm I'm surprised you didn't get this one, Nick. I chose the MKS HV twelve thirty coreless high voltage coreless ninety dollars a piece. The twelve fifty oh, tail those. ninety dollars. Yeah. So a total of 360 bucks worth of servos. I have a set of these myself. They are amazing. Uh, they're just as torquey and almost as fast as the standard MKS or Futaba or uh, BK brushless servos. They're very reasonable. They got an aluminum bodied heat sink with the plastic caps. Uh, just a really good performing servo. Flybarless system. I went with the three digi uh, again because I feel like at hundred and thirty nine bucks uh, you can't beat it. Uh, considering that uh, what what they are going to be bringing out, and I I get you. Doesn't have the governor yet. It doesn't have the bailout yet, but they're gonna get there. I, I thought that this would give them, the, this flyer, this pilot, the opportunity to tune from sort of beginner, basic default settings mm-hmm. all the way up to the hardcore advanced. Because if there's one thing that I've heard consistently across all the people who are now flying 3Digi, it's that 90% of them plugged it in, set it up. Tuned the head gain and the tail gain, maybe one other parameter, and they were out there throwing down. So basic default settings seem to be fairly clean for the average pilot. Then for the ESC, I went with the Hobbywing One Hundred LV, just like you, seventy-nine bucks. That's the other reason why I didn't feel too bad about the 3Digi not having a governor initially because the Hobbywing governor is badass. I I mean, I love my Hobbywing governor. Um, Nothing to worry about there. So you can be happy with that governor all the way up until 3Digi releases the firmware upgrade to give you an external. And then finally on the batteries, uh, since this is a 550, I, I wanted to try to keep it reasonable, and to me, a reasonable 550 setup is a single-pack approach. So 6S, 5,000s. Now, you know, you can play with that. It, it, it'll it take anywhere between a 4 to a 5 or even 5,500, I've heard people say. But I went with the standard blue Turnage 5,000 6S, 30C-pack, $55. Oh, uh, really? Yep, I did. I did. Now, you know, are, are you going to get as many cycles out of it? No, probably not. But I'm also trying to target a beginner and a beginner uh, is all over the place, right? They are going to do things right. They're going to do things wrong and they're going to learn from those things. So to me, going and paying twice that much for a pulse uh, or a Gen Z because I looked at Pulse. Pulse 45C 5000s were like 129 bucks. okay? I can buy almost three of these packs and screw up one of them and still have two flight packs <laughs> to go. And from a performance standpoint, I'm not sure I really give a crap because I'm learning.
1: I'm a beginner. Well, and- I'm an intermediate. Yeah, but the I, other thing is, you might not have the gear to charge at the field. You might, if if you are a beginner, more flight packs might be an advantage. Yeah, yeah. Now Brad did say assume that they've got a decent charger,
2: but you're right, Jesse. I mean, and decent I a charger yeah. nowadays means <laughs> what? I mean, a few hundred watts is probably a decent charger. I wouldn't put a set of five thousands on the GT five hundred, for example. Right, that'll take forever. So. Maybe I buy 4 of these and that puts me out 220 bucks, but I charge them all at my house, roll up to the field, burn them down one by one, leave. Yep. Total 1275 bucks.
3: Yeah, not bad. I'm feeling a lot of it. What aren't Def- you feeling? I'm not feeling the packs. I, I have this hunch that I think the packs will be more I think that you'll get more value Out of one just solid good pack
2: But what happens if I over discharge it? Um, Because I'm still learning uh, I do it and I'm not still learning <laughs> <laughs> I know, but that's not affordable. We already established that, if anything, that we've learned from your battery habits, it's that you enjoy spending money.
3: Yeah, but I still, but that's my point. I still get 200 cycles out of my packs treating them this way. So I I, I feel like, you know, I still feel like it could potentially be two to two and a half times better of a battery
2: that's fair that's fair and if we're
3: learning i think about all of the pissing contests that i went through when i was learning with stuff and with equipment and and that's Mm -hmm. the difference with my build mine is definitely you're gonna pay more up front but you're gonna you're gonna have less problems You know what I mean?
2: Well, okay. I mean, let's be clear. I definitely get what you're saying on the packs. And if it were me personally, and I was going to go out and buy this tomorrow, then I probably, because I know, I know the packs and I know that I'm not a beginner, I would probably get, maybe bump it up to the Turnigy Nanotechs or the A-Specs. And so now we're looking at more like 80 or a hundred dollars a pack instead of the, 120 to 140 of the the major brands
3: yeah that's that's a better
2: and then i feel like i have more confidence that i can i can push them and it's not gonna completely die on me um but you know the rest of it i don't think i mean i i'm gonna say pretty strongly i will assert that the rest of it does not compromise in any way from a standpoint of reliability I would agree. I mean, uh, the only thing that I think someone could call me out on is that I've chosen a compass and the parts availability may or may not be an issue, depending on where you are in the world. But the airframe itself has no issues with reliability.
3: I question the
1: motor. OK, because those were uh, like they no never, one ever. That was only with the little one. They had pretty good luck with the 700 and the 500 size motor.
3: See, I don't know anything about the 500. I know the little one had the problems. The first round, and I remember when,
1: yeah, the was first round, the little first one, one, and then they swapped everyone's out with a, you know, everybody got a new can. What if you bought the one of the original one? Yeah, they shipped true. one out to every single person who bought a warp. And then, uh, at least from my memory, they they had good luck with the 700 class motor and with the 500 class motor. But
2: OK, OK. And let me point out one one more feature about this that and it's not unique, right? Yours is in a similar situation, Nick, and I'm sure I'm sure everyone else's is as well. But uh, because it's a size that allows us to make use of what we consider full size components, if you do decide to take the next step and go to a 700, yep. just sell the airframe. Speed. And the servos yeah. and the flybarless system swap yep. right over. Got a yep. good start And one battery. <laughs> yep.
3: And, <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, I'm I'm on board. I dig it. I think that's I think that's good.
1: Man, I t- I took a different approach Jesse. from all you guys. I kind of looked back, you know, because I I look back at myself two years ago, and this is kind of what came through to me in the email: is you got a guy that's. Obviously enthusiastic about the hobby, likes flying, but is looking for the budget build because sometimes money, you know, it it gets tight. And so I was thinking, I was kind of looking back through my lens of two years ago going, okay, if I was going for a heli, let's say I could only have one heli. At that point in time, what was I going for? And I was striving to, you know, you're trying to build up to that 700. So for me, through my lens... Uh, it made sense to do a seven hundred class build, um, not on the super cheap end, because you know, I'm treating this as you're you're not a beginner pilot, but you're definitely competent and you're looking for this heli to both you know accelerate your learning, but kind of be with you for the long run, sort of thing. And so, seven hundred class build electric or the airframe. Ended up going with the Protos Max V2, and honestly, this is just, at this point in time, based off of what I've heard, what I've seen from the build, I have not flown it myself personally yet, and then the price. I mean, 700 bucks with the Brain Flybarless system. So yeah, that's, that's the price of your really Goblin 570. And, yep, you know, when you start is. figuring the a, a Goblin 5, that stuff takes a lot of full-size components. It's like, oh, just make that, I'm I'm kind of all for that little bit of extra stretch up front to get that, I whatever it may be, whether it's in this hobby or not, to get that thing you really want and you know you're going to be happy with versus maybe settling a little bit um, up front. So, the Protos Max V2 for the airframe. Now, for the speed controller... um. A Castle 160. Now, this is based off, you know, the weight of the model. Just feeling like a 160 would be a little bit more future-proof if you are kind of at that inter- intermediate stage, you know, looking to grow with the helicopter. But still sticking with the Castle because, as we all know, there's a lot of expensive speed controllers out there. <laughs> so, this can be one of the hu- a huge major expense of building a 700. So, Castle 160, 273 bucks um that's brand new and then the motor sticking with the scorpion 4525 520 um coming in at 300 cyclic servos honestly i feel like the bk servos and and equally as well as the mks servos you talked about justin uh for the coreless servos 7000 ones on the cyclic 90 bucks a pop 7006 on the tail 105 bucks For main blades and tail blades, I ended up going with the Compass 700s uh, and then the Compass 115s. Just again, thinking about the weight and the price. The blades are a little bit cheaper than what you're typically going to find for the 700 class blades. And I still, to this day, can say that is probably my number one blade that I have flown. And will probably go back to at some point. I definitely want to try some different sizes on this heli, but... That Compass 700 was just an awesome, awesome blade. And then, let's see, for batteries, I took the more um, reliable approach on this one. I went with the Pulse 5000 45C stick packs. So those are going to run you about 270, I think, Ouch. for a stick pack. Yeah, I was
2: going to say, And that's then I threw cheap. in
1: an allowance for a little receiver and our X pack. So I threw 85 bucks in there for that. I don't know if you guys threw in money for receiver for receivers or no, not. No,
3: take out the receiver. But you got to go for receiver like pack. Yeah. Take out the receiver in there or
1: something. Yeah. Receiver. Okay. All right. So, you add all that up then. 1906. All retail. Wow, dude, Jesse came out on and top. And then
3: I would not have so then, that. I wasn't.
1: I wasn't expecting well, no, that. No, no, and then I did a little more, <laughs> did a little bit more work because I'm going. Well, you know, also looking through the, the uh, my lens. Let's not joke around here. Am I going to buy all this stuff brand new? Heck no. So I went and uh, did some heli freak digging and looked through the for sale forums and tried to get you know looked up two or three different listings and get an idea. And for myself personally, the motor would be one where I could you could save some you know considerable amount of money. You're talking 300 retail. I've seen them for 150 pretty regularly. 45, 25, 520, Mm -hmm. uh, limited edition, maybe even an ultimate. So I'd have no problem. You know you might have to do bearings or something when you get it little tune up, but 150 bucks right off the top. And I I also wouldn't really hesitate at the new Castle Edge 160 buying one of those used as well. Um, That's gonna save you 100 bucks. And then looking at the Turnagy Nanotech packs, that's going to drop another 100 bucks off, bringing the total to 1555 And that would be a realistic price, which I would feel comfortable going in with those components, um, You know, buying the motor speed controller used, and then the batteries. So bringing it down. See, so
2: 1555 now basically brings it down to the price that Nick came up with, right? Yep. Um, Absolutely. See, yeah, right that's, in there. That's and, and pretty impressive. D- and that's a good point because nowadays I really do feel like buying used is
1: a very reasonable approach. It's always
2: risky, yeah.
1: uh, but you can get good. Yeah, and those stuff were based. Out. Like I said, I found two or three listings that were active. I could go on there and send the guy a PM right now. And so I figure that's a. Yeah,
3: and I wouldn't. I might be able to knock. Like I would for mine. I would absolutely buy a mm-hmm. used motor and then you know i might i I might actually make an exception for the airframe um and go because I feel like it's a like you could easily go oh, yeah. find a good used five seventy airframe kit to maybe knock a couple of hundred and I thought about the seven hundred route um but I just didn't I didn't like the commitment to the the commitment to the blades and the battery cost. Yeah, I mean it's I mean, definitely, the, you know,
1: the double the battery
3: price and the double the blade yeah, cost. I mean,
1: you're you're in good is, for parts yeah. cost for the airframe. Um I'm not too concerned about that. In fact, I don't know how much more expensive it would no, be than the 570, honestly. And yeah, then but like you not. said, yeah, blades definitely. Um and batteries when they do go are going to be a bit more expensive, so
4: eh.
3: And learning. That was the other thing. You know, just I I did take into into consideration a little bit of intimidation factor.
1: Yeah, I guess I, and I just wasn't treating this as a brand new beginner. This is a, I'm I'm thinking of it as a compliment. Yeah, yeah. So someone ready, looking for that next step, but the money is just isn't quite there. Um, But you want to make the leap, so. All right, guys. Well,
0: I think we're going to wrap this one up. We should probably do some emails first, Nick. How could I get in touch with you if I wanted to do
3: that? Uh, You would send me an email to nick at RCHellynation.com or catch me on Facebook at RCHN.
2: How about you, Justin? You could send me an email to justin at RCHellynation.com or catch me on Facebook or the forums as Justin Pucci.
1: You could send me an email to jesse at RCHellynation.com or you can catch me on Facebook as well.
0: If you have a question about the store or citizen registration or anything like that, you can reach Ken at Ken at com. I'm Dan. You can reach me at Dan at com and Dan carried on the forums and Facebook. And speaking of Facebook, check us out there. It's a great way to see what's going on. And, of course, the beautifully polished new webpage. Thank you, Larry, for putting that together for us. It looks great. And uh, I think it's an, it's a nice touch. It really looks... Super professional, and I don't understand how the professional part rolls in with us, but it happens. It works. <laughs> Fancier than we are. i going to trick sure. some people. <laughs> we need to start adding some stuff to our calendar. I imagine if you guys have any fun flies or anything like that that you want to get added to that. Haven't talked to Ken about that yet, but I'm guessing he's going to be handling that yes. this year. Yes. So if you have any events coming up or something you want to get put into that calendar... Send that to Ken, let him know, and uh, we'll get that stuff flying as well. I think we have a, shoe, a few shirts left. Not quite sure where we're at on inventory there, but I know Ken was telling me the other day there's a handful of a few of them left. Uh, we'll, see, we'll see what, as the spring comes on, we'll see what we can do about getting some more in stock. And I do believe that's about it, guys. This has been episode 121. We sure have doing 121. I'm stuck on 121. <laughs> How about 21 plus 200? Sure, hope <laughs> you enjoyed <the> listening <laughs> listen to this week's show as much as we've enjoyed making Have a good week, guys. See you next time.
4: later. later. Take it easy, dude. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation LLC and is brought to you by SoCo Heli Tools, Progressive RC, Blade Helicopters, BK Servos, RevoElectrics ELECTRICS USA, and ROTARY WING RC. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please feel free to send us an email.